0: Hi guys, welcome to Nicole's World. Today, I'm gonna talk about the Peloton treadmill. I took the plunge, I got it, I've been using it for a while now, so I wanna give you guys an update. I also wanna ask, are you the type of person that lets your voicemail fill up and people can't leave a voicemail? What does that say about you? Uh, We also went to Nashville recently, so do a quick review on our trip to Nashville. Pull in my husband, Matt, and we do some smart-ass trivia. So if you guys have played that game, it is hilarious. So we run through a couple quick questions. Uh, Also talk about one of my favorite adult beverages. And um, got a couple questions from some listeners about why I always say we when I'm typically the only one talking. So kind of walk through that. So stay tuned and remember you're listening to Nicole's World. So a few weeks ago, I told you guys I had tested the Peloton treadmill in-store, had really enjoyed my experience, so I wanted to give everyone an update. I actually did end up purchasing the Peloton treadmill, so I've had it um, in my house for a little over three weeks now. I am obsessed. I mean, I know you guys have seen all the hype online and it pops up on Instagram and things like that, but... It is the real deal. I mean, the classes alone, there's so many, and every single live class is recorded, so it's just adding every single day more and more classes. Um, If those of you, if you haven't heard of of the Peloton brand or the Peloton treadmill, it started as an in-home cycling bicycle, basically, and it has a large screen that's similar to an iPad. And there's live classes that you can join with instructors. There's recorded classes. You can ride or run through, you know, scenic Italy or something like that. So it started as just a bike. And then a few years ago, they added the treadmill. So the bike is still definitely more popular, but the treadmill is gaining popularity. So um, not only are, you know, the, the equipment is fantastic, the experience of just using it is phenomenal. And the instructors are great. Uh, you know, there's someone for everyone. So if you like someone that's a little more aggressive and is pushing you, or if you like someone that's like, this is fun, go at your own pace. So you can really pick who, who you want to be kind of leading you through the workout. The other thing, so you guys know I'm a big fan of Orange Theory Fitness. They have boot camp workouts too. So what I've been doing is um, I'll do like a 45-minute boot camp workout where you'll run for you know six or seven minutes and you'll get off and you'll do a few weight exercises. Then you'll get back on and run for five or six minutes and and do more weights and you'll alternate back and forth. And then I'll supplement that with either – just walking, you know, the rest of the way just to get a few more steps in, or I'll do like a run through Napa or run through the French countryside. I mean, they have all these cities and locations all over the world. So that is definitely a really neat feature. Um, I actually did one not too long ago where I was running through um, Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, and my husband Matt and I were there two years ago. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I have a picture of me standing right there. So it's like they've, it's almost like Google Maps, like they've strapped a camera on someone and just had them walk through all of these areas and and videotaped it to make the user feel like they're truly there. So that's really neat. Um, I did take a live class once. It's just for me, I want to do the workout as soon as I'm ready. I don't want to have to wait 10 minutes for a class to start. Um, The benefit of the live class is it's live. You're the first one to see it, and you're competing against the other people in the class to see how you're doing, and the instructor will kind of shout out people that are doing well or people that have hit their 100th class or something like that. So it was cool. I think if the time aligns, I would do another one, but honestly, I prefer all of the the pre-recorded classes. And you can still compete with people who have done the class in the past, and it'll show you how you've done on other similar classes. So there's basically a bar the whole time telling you if you're doing better or worse than your personal record for that particular type of class. So really neat. They have um, just strength classes if you don't even want to do anything on the treadmill They have yoga, they have meditation, they have just walking classes where you'll go on an incline and things like that. Um, And the best part is all of this is on the app. So if you were traveling, you could pull the the app up and do a class in a hotel on on their treadmill or something like that. So I absolutely love it. Um, To give you guys an example, today we were traveling back from a, a weekend trip and got home at three o'clock. Usually I would unpack, make dinner, sit on the couch. I said, Nope, I'm going to get a workout in. So I did a 45 minute run to all share songs and it was amazing. And I finished and I felt so great. And I said, this is exactly why I got this because. And under any normal circumstances, there is no way I would have gotten back in the car and driven to the gym or something like that. So, um, I I highly recommend it. I know a lot of people buy fitness equipment and it sits in their basement and collects dust, but truly I have used this and I think it's because it's so versatile and you can just do so many different things with it. Um, I think I've had it for three weeks and I've used it every day except for three days. So off to a good start. Um, I am still going to Orange Theory, but going less. So we'll see eventually if this kind of takes over the place of orange theory and I will definitely keep you guys updated but just wanted to let you know that I absolutely love the Peloton treadmill. So I had an interesting thing happen to me at work the other day and I wanted to share it with all of you because I thought it was so funny and it really got me thinking. So um I I have a, a work phone from my office and I had received a call from someone and um he goes hey I tried to call you earlier and and leave a voicemail but it said your voicemail's full and I was like what excuse me no it's not you know I check my voicemail every single day you know and when I have a voicemail I and mean, I'm the type of person that if I have a message if I have an email if I have any notifications on my phone I have to go in and clear them out just because I don't want that number looming there that there's something that I haven't looked at. It's almost like FOMO. So I know I have no voicemails in my phone. And I was like, oh, well, that's weird. I'm not, you know, what number were you calling? And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, after, even after I hung up with him, I said, it does matter. It does matter to me because I am not the type of person that lets my voicemail box fill up, that doesn't read things, it doesn't look at things. So I was like, almost offended by that. And I called my voicemail. And you know, it said this vo- voicemail box is full. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh. And I, I, you know, hello, didn't realize that you have to delete your deleted voicemails every once in a while. So news flashed to everyone that didn't know that. But I just got to thinking, I mean, these are the the two different types of people in the world. Are you ones that, you know, clear out everything and and make sure, you know, everything's in order or it's okay. And you don't need to know, you don't have this fear of, of needing to know what someone said in an email or a text or a voicemail. So I think I was listening to the radio once and they said, are you the type of person that has a cracked screen on your phone? Or are you the type of person that goes and gets a new phone or gets it fixed immediately? And I'm definitely the one that goes and gets it fixed, but just thought that was so funny and such a real life example of how different people operate in different ways. So recently, my husband, Matt, and I took a trip to Nashville so for those of you that are, are new or just started listening, we currently live in Augusta, Georgia. Not from here, but have lived here for about two years now. And we love this, this location because we're so close to so many different things. And we take little weekend trips pretty frequently. So um, had not made it to Nashville yet. So um, we're big fo- fans of the Bobby Bones show and that whole crew. And they're, they all live in Nashville. So we've heard about Nashville and we've heard, you know, different things to do. So I said, all right, let's do it. So we, we drove up there. It's about a five and a half hour drive and um, stayed in an Airbnb. We actually brought our dogs with us, Oliver and Nala. So it was a great time. I mean, it was freezing. Um, It did actually snow the last day we were there, but it was really fun. Um, So many things to do. We actually went to Blake Shelton's bar, Old Red. Uh, We kind of walked up and down Broadway. It reminded us a lot of New Orleans. Uh, We used to live in New Orleans, so... Um, very similar with just the abundance of live music and opportunities to purchase adult beverages. So (laughs) lots of lots of things to do. Um, We kind of walked most places. Uh, The next day we got up, we did a hike. So really beautiful. I mean, you're, you're kind of in the middle of the mountains. I think the the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Smoky Mountains are kind of in the, the surrounding area. So really beautiful. Um, we we went to a distillery, tried some Tennessee whiskey, um, lots of great food, obviously had to try some barbecue. So it, it was a good time. Definitely recommend Nashville, um, great music. I, I think there's, I was surprised that the city was a little bit bigger than I was anticipating, um, but it almost gives me vibes of, like, Asheville, North Carolina a little bit once you start to get out a little bit more into some of the local areas and not, not really the touristy areas. So, would definitely recommend going to Nashville. I don't think I would go back just to go again. I would go if there was an event or something there, but definitely worth going and seeing. So, if you're in the area or just feel like making a trip, i would I would recommend going to Nashville. So one of my favorite games that we play frequently when we go to visit my family in Colorado is called Smart Ass. And um my husband Matt, and my dad and my brother and I love it. My mom is not quite the biggest fan. Um, she's not very confident in her trivia abilities, so she, she doesn't like when we play it, but you know, at least at one point in the game, we are in tears crying cause we're laughing so hard. So, um, Matthew and I are going to do a speed round of 10 questions between us to see who is the ultimate smart ass. So, um, Matthew, I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, so here's the first question. What am I? I am an American sitcom. My four men enjoy Star Trek and comic books. The IQs of my two main characters are 173 and 187. Two physicists live lives change when an actress moves in. Penny waits tables at the Cheesecake Factory. Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson appears in cameos. Sheldon was not interested in romance before Amy.
1: Uh, That is the Big Bang Theory.
0: Correct. You knew that. You could have answered before the end.
1: I didn't want to interrupt you. That's just (laughs) weird. Okay,
0: go ahead. Okay.
1: This question is a who am I? Okay. Okay. We are a rock band. Two sets of brothers and a friend from form us in Ohio the island of Dr. Monroe inspired our debut album we have recorded iconic versions of other bands hits our energy dome hats are usually red our name our name comes from the de-evolution of man before the cream sets out too long you must whip it
0: Oh gosh! Uh, dogs. The dogs are playing the game too. Um, I don't know. Kiss.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it is Devo.
0: <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Okay, Matthew's up one to zero. Here we go. What am I? I was a period of time. Technology businesses were booming. Venture capitalists eagerly gave money to startups. Companies went public, making founders wealthy. The NASDAQ grew 4,000 points in five years. In 2000, I began to burst. In my aftermath, we had an economic recession.
1: I don't know what it was called. Um, I'm going to guess the age of technology. No, The dot-com bubble. Dot-com bubble. It's before our time, honey.
0: I guess. (laughs) Okay. Right now, one to zero still.
1: All right. Where am I? I'm one of America's most ethnically diverse cities. Would you like some barbecue with that rodeo? I am home to 26 Fortune 500 companies. Rice can be more than a food. I am nicknamed the Bayou City. My football team used to be named the Oilers. Tom Hanks told me we had a problem. Houston. Correct.
0: Woo, woo, woo. Okay. One to one. Mm-hmm. Matthew. Who am I? I am a businessman. I scored 1590 on my SAT, but dropped out of college. When I was 23, my company grossed $2.5 million. Rather than selling software, I prefer to lease it. With my company's IPO, I became a millionaire at 31. My wealth briefly topped $101 billion. I left the company I created for full-time philanthropy.
1: Uh, I believe that is Bill Gates.
0: Correct.
1: Good job. Okay. Good Lord. job. Who am I? All right. We are a group of performers. We are known for sketch comedy and irrevel... Uh, uh, Irrelevant. Uh, I can't even say that word. Irrelevant? Yes. <laughs> Our TV show's name came from brain... Storming Troops. Whose line is it anyway? No. Oh, man. It is Monty
0: Python. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that anyway. Okay. All right. Two to one. This is the fourth round of questions. Yes. You and I are likely not in the same state or country. Have a problem? I can help. My workers repeat their actions over and over. Will you take a short survey at the end? Outsourced was both the film and a TV series about me. Customer satisfaction is what I live for. And slumdog millionaire Dev Patel worked here. Uh, Call center? Yes. Good job. Thank you.
1: Three
0: to one. I got to get one here. All right.
1: Where am I? I'm a Middle Eastern city. Some people call me Silicon Wadi. My name means old new land. Visit my naive to quarter for funky boutiques. My beaches are perfect for relaxing in the sun. I am Israel's financial and technological hub. Many global firms have R&D arms here. I'm going to embarrass myself on this one. You can give it a shot. I don't know. You don't
0: know? I don't even want to guess. I don't want to embarrass myself.
1: Tel Aviv. Oh,
0: no way. Okay, you won. I did? You won. Yay. Good job. <laughs> you are the smart ass. I am not... Usually if I can get, like, people questions, I can win, but... The geography questions are really tough for me. So
1: <laughs> good job, Matthew. Thank you.
0: So I was listening to the radio the other day and it made me think about a story that my husband Matt and I tell pretty frequently. And it's a funny moment from early on when we first started dating. And um, I just got a good chuckle, and and I thought I would share it with all of you. So, um, we Matt and I started dating in 2013, and um, we worked at the same place in Fort Worth, Texas. And so one night we decided to go out for live music. One of our coworkers was in a band and was putting on a show, so we went to a bar. You know, we're listening to the music and. He said, what do you want? I'll go get you a drink. And I said, very casually, very cool, very confidently, I'll have a dirty Shirley. And so Matt goes up to the bar and says, you know, whatever he wants. You know, he ordered a beer or something and and a dirty Shirley. And the bartender looks at him and goes, what is that? And he's like, I don't know, get her a margarita. (laughs) So he comes back. With a margarita. And I'm like, where's my dirty Shirley? And he's like, what is that? No one knows what that is. And I said, everyone knows what that is. It's a Shirley Temple with vodka or, you know, whatever in it. It's just a spiked Shirley Temple. And he's like, did you make that up? I'm like, yes, I did. (laughs) Because growing up, I loved... Shirley temples, I would order them all the time, I would order extra cherries. And you know, that was my thing. So once I got to be, you know, legal drinking age, I was like, well, I'll just get a Shirley temple, but add some something in it. So that was hilarious. And I, it was, happened to be listening to the radio the other day. And someone said, Yeah, well, you can just get a dirty Shirley. And I was like, Okay, I am not crazy. I am not the only one that thought of that. I did not make that up. It is actually a thing. So just a funny little thing. And, and we tell that all the time. And if you know Matthew and I, you know, he's a lot more reserved and, and I like to kind of poke him and push him out of his comfort zone and have him go order things like that for me. So um, really funny. Just thought I would share that with all of you. So a listener wrote in to me on Instagram and said, Nicole, you know, I enjoy listening to the podcast, but oftentimes you're by yourself and you say we versus I. So is there someone else in the room or, you know, why do you say we? And I, I went back and listened to a few episodes and and was reflecting on that. And I think it comes from a lot of the training I've had about speaking to people. So I'm I'm an HR professional. I have a lot of tough, difficult conversations with people. And oftentimes, a lot of the coaching we receive is to say we. So if you know someone's made a mistake or someone's done something wrong, you say, you know, we need to do better next time. And this is how we're going to do that versus saying, you need to do better. This is what you need to do. So I think that's where that comes from. And I've just trained myself to speak that way. So um, usually, if there's someone else in the room with me, I you know they're on the podcast, so I'm introducing them to you all. You know who it is. So I just wanted to explain that. Um, I think it's a nice tip also for if you are having a, a tough conversation or you're you're talking about something and you want to show accountability for yourself as well. It's it's nice to just say we're in this together. This is what we're going to do moving forward to improve versus pinning it on one person. So it works if you're having that conversation just with one other person or or if you're having that conversation with a group. So I thought that was an interesting thing to point out and I just wanted to address it. Okay. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, my handle is Nicole W. Stevenson. And remember you're listening to
1: Nicole's World.